And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. There's nothing, nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing, nothing is better than you.
Amen. Beautiful song. So I'm not sure what episode I'm on, but we're going to dive right in. We're on chapter 18 in Genesis. So let's get to going. The Lord appeared, chapter 18, the Lord appeared again to Abraham near, near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. One day Abraham was sitting at the entrance to his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, He ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, please, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while... Waters brought to wash your, your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me know. Let me prepare. Excuse me. Let me prepare. Let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. All right, they said, do, do as, do as you have said. So Abram ran, Abraham ran back to the tent and said to Sarah, hurry, get three large measures of your best flour, knead it into dough and bake some bread. Then Abraham ran out, ran out to the herd. And chose a tender calf and gave it to his servant, who quickly prepared it. When the food was ready, Abraham took some yogurt and milk and roasted meat, and the roasted meat, and he served it to the men as they ate. Abraham waited on them in the shade of the trees. Where is Sarah, your wife, the visitors asked. She's inside the tent, Abraham replied. Then one of them said, I will return to you. About this time next year, and your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening to the conversation from the tent. Abraham and Sarah were both very old at this time, and Sarah was long past age of having children. So she laughed silently to herself and said, How could a worn-out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my master, my husband, is also so old? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she say, can an old woman like me have a baby? If is anything too hard for the Lord, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she denied it, saying, I didn't laugh. But the Lord said, no, you did laugh. Then the men got up from their meal and looked out towards Sodom. As they left, Abraham went with them to send them on their way. <clears throat> So I hid my, should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked, for Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation. 
and all the nations on earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord. By doing that is of the Lord by doing what is right and just. I'm sorry. Then I will do for Abraham all that I've that I have promised. So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard a, a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah. Because their sin is so flagrant, I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. The other men the other men turned and headed towards Sodom. Then the Lord but the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in this city. Will you sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing. <clears throat> Destroying the righteous along with the wicked? Why would why you would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And then the Lord replied, If I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again. Since I have begun, since I have begun, let me speak further to my Lord, even though I am but dust and ashes. Suppose there are only 45 righteous people rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. Then Abraham pressed the request further. Suppose there are only 40. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 40. Please don't be angry, my Lord, Abraham pleaded. <clears throat> let, me, let me speak. Suppose only 30 righteous people are found. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if I find 30. Then Abraham said, since I have dared to speak to the Lord, let me continue. Suppose there are only 20. And the Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of the 20. Finally, Abraham said, please don't be angry with me if I speak one more time. Suppose there are only 10 are found there. The Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of the 10. When the Lord had finished his conversation with Abraham, he went on his way and Abraham returned to his tent. Chapter 19. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all around the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. 
Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind them. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone for they are my guests and are under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. <clears throat> this fellow came to town as an outsider and now he's acting like a judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they lunged toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house, and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked? Get them out of this place, your son-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone else, for we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. <clears throat> so Lot rushed out to tell the daughter's fiance, tell his daughter's fiancés, quick, get out of the city, the Lord is about to destroy it, but the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away with the destruction of the city. When <clears throat> Lot still hesitated, the angels seized his hands, seized his, seized his hand in the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside of the city. For the Lord was merciful. <clears throat> When they were safely out of out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley except to the mountains. Or, excuse me, escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Oh no, my Lord, Lot begged. You have been so gracious to me and saved my life and you have shown such great kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up with me there, and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said. I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village. But hurry, escape to it. For I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why the village was known as Zor, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. The Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all of the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. He looked, across, looked out across the plain towards Sodom and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities like smoke from a furnace. But God listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, moving him from disaster that engulfed the city's plain. Afterward, Lot left Zor because he was 
only afraid of the people there. And he went to live in the cave, to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. One, <clears throat> one day before the older daughter said to her sister, there are no men left anywhere in my entire area. So we can't get married like everyone else. And our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine and then we will have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk and drunk with wine. And the older daughter went in <clears throat> and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to the younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight, and you go in and have sex with him. That way, we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night, they got him drunk with wine again, and the younger daughter went in and had intercourse with him. As before, he was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. As a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When, their, when the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Ben-Ami. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Amorites. Ammonites. <laughs> <clears throat> Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shur. And then he moved on to Gerar while living there as a foreigner. Abraham introduced his wife, Sarah, by saying, she is my sister. So King Abelak of Gir sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night, God came to Abelak in a dream and told him, you are a dead man for, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abelak had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell you? Didn't Abraham tell you? Tell me, didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? And she herself said, Yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. In the dream, God responded, Yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I didn't let you touch her. Now return the woman to her husband and he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. <clears throat> But if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. Abelak got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together. When he told them what had happened, his men were terrified. Then Abelak called for Abraham. What have you done to us? He demanded. What crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of a of this great sin, no one should ever do what you've done. Whatever possessed you to do such a thing? Abraham, Abraham replied, I thought this is a godless place. 
They will want my wife and will kill me to get her. And she really is my sister. For we both have the same father, but different mothers. And I married her. <clears throat> when God when God called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place, I told her, do me a favor, wherever we go, tell the people that I am your brother. Then Abelak took some of his sheep and goats and cattle and male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife, Sarah, to him. Then Abelak said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to go live. And he said to Sarah, look, I am giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me and your reputation is cleared. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abelak, his wife and his female servants so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all women to be infertile because of what had happened, because what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Chapter 21, the birth of Isaac. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened. This happened at. Just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, <clears throat> God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby yet? I have given Abraham a son in his old age. <coughs> Excuse me. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son, Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to snare to share the inheritance with my son Isaac I won't have it this upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son but God told Abraham do not be upset over the boy and your servant do whatever Sarah tells you for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted <clears throat> but I will also make a nation of descendants of Hagar's son because he is your son too <clears throat> So Abraham got up early the next morning, pre prepared food and a container of water and strapped them to Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered <clears throat> aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade, in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Don't be afraid. God has heard the boy crying, and he lies there. 
Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of the of Paran. <clears throat> his mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. About this time, Abelak came with Philkel, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abelak said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you, so now swear that you will be loyal to me into this country where you are living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, yes, I swear to it. Then Abraham complained to Abelak about a well that Abelak's servants had taken by force from Abraham's servants. This is the first I've heard of it, Abelak answered. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his sheep, goats, and cattle to Abelak, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves abelak asked why have you set these seven apart from the others abraham replied please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that i dug this well then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath because that was where they had sworn the that's where they had sworn the oath after making this covenant at Beersheba, Abelak left with Philco, the army, the commander of the army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, Beersheba, and there he worshiped the Lord, the eternal God, and Abraham lived as a foreigner in a Philistine country for a very long time. <clears throat> Next episode, we'll start at uh, Genesis chapter 22. I hope you guys enjoy this, um, and I'll be doing, obviously be doing more. I'm trying to keep up. It's just summer, and it's been hot, and camping, and being in the water, all that fun stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and on to the next.